Attention shoppers, there are a wide variety of Crossrip items available in the gift shop. Sweatshirts, smartphone covers, an exclusive t-shirt designed by Dapper Dan Shonen of IDW Comics fame, and more on the way. All proceeds go towards our servers, so this remains the only ad you hear on the show. Go to GhostbustersHQ.net slash shop to get yours today. I like that shirt, friend. Hey, kid. Yeah, it's me, Chris. I know usually Troy talks up at the front. Look me in the eye, okay? And I want you to be honest. When we get to the end of the episode and Troy says, It's time for Chris's final thoughts. You go to another podcast then, right? I knew it. It's okay. I get it. But today, listen to the end. We have a contest. And this is to win tickets and Ghostbuster swag. The tickets are for cleaning up the town. The documentary finally coming out. And even if you can't use the tickets, that's where the swag comes in. You can enter the contest by helping us spread the word. And like I said, either you're going to be able to use the tickets and get some swag. Great. Or you can't use the tickets, but you'll still get some swag. And either way, the word gets out about the movie. So please listen to the end to find out more. Where basically I say everything I just said, only I ramble for about eight times as long. Okay. Uh, let's see. What button brings Troy back? Nope. Nope. Yes, this one here. Hey there, fellow conductors of the metaphysical. That was weird. Something was up with the feet. Anyway, welcome to the Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossroad Podcast for the week of September 23rd, 2019. This week on the show, we have a whole bunch of updates on Ghostbusters 2020. Yes, some official stuff, some uh, not so official stuff. Uh, We're also going to be talking about a discussion topic, the anachronisms of Ghostbusters, things that have aged out. Interesting. Stay tuned. Here it comes. Still Playing With Toys presents... The Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossroad, the biggest podcast since 1909. So free. News, interviews, and commentary on everything Ghostbusters. Are you the key? Here are your hosts, Troy Benjamin and Chris Stewart. You know, it's just occurred to me we really haven't had a completely successful test of this equipment. Oh, we have fun. Woo! But hey, we get to talk about fun things tonight. Um. Uh, yeah, we do. And we actually get to talk about 2020 stuff, which um, you do. I do. I'm still tempted to. It, I was going to say, I'm still tempted to plug my ears and go la la la. But unfortunately, <laughs> this one was impossible to keep uh, at arm's length. Yeah. Well, and, and we can talk about that too. We can talk about that later. Uh, sure. Later on in the show. Sure. Um, because it, it, I think. You got called out. Maybe it was your Kava. Somebody called you out and was like, "Oh, I don't think Chris wants to know anything about that." And you were like, well, it, but well, if the filmmakers are saying it, like, it's, uh, yeah, he didn't call me out. He he basically said, "I don't." Uh, uh, he referenced me as an example of a site that is not sharing any information about 2020, including the trailer. And I'm like, "Wait a minute! Yeah, when did that come up?" Wait a that's a little too far. Well, we can we um, can elaborate on that. Uh, we can elaborate on that some more later. Sure. Um, but by elaborate, uh, do you mean say harsh words about John Yerkeva? <laughs> you can never speak ill of John Yerkeva. <laughs> it is impossible to do. It's one of those things that, like, if you if you try to speak ill of him, if if you start to say the words, your tongue locks up. I know. Uh, you can't. You just can't do it. Stupid, adorable John Yakeva. Everybody, uh, he's, he John. wasn't. His instinct wasn't quite wrong though, because this actually did fall into a weird gray spot that I had to like. 
ponder for a little while. But uh, yeah, we'll get it. That'll that's part we'll of what we'll, we'll get, get into. into. That. I was wondering if Jason Reitman's like vein in his temple was popping out as Dad was saying certain things. But um, yeah, let's let's get into that. We'll talk uh, 2020 after some merch stuff, and then we have a fun uh, discussion topic, as you mentioned last week, which I'm mm. uh, excited to get into as well. Because um, we can also talk about what constitute constitutes an anachronism, maybe possibly. Oh, I, I broke it broke it up into three categories. So oh, this okay. is gonna be a, this is gonna be a talk and a half. Oh my god, I love it. All right, well the the sooner we get into it, the better. So let's hit it with the news. Hey guys, Peter, I have some news from the world of Gozer. I got some pretty cool stuff cooking up over here. If you want to turn your head. Multiplanar curly and emanation. Now, well, here's your next month's cover of GQ. Check out the aura on this sucker. Yes, a proper news segment. For the first time in a month and a half, it's... <laughs> um, no, well, we kind of had one last time. It was just rushed. Yeah, we just sort of launched into it because we were catching up. Uh, but now yeah. now that we're back into the full swing of things, we can uh, start off. And we'll start off with some merch news because uh, this one is fun. We don't have a whole lot of details on it quite yet. Uh, but MondoCon was in uh, Austin last week, as you're listening yep. to this. Uh, very cool. Um, uh, art was on uh, sale, and I think some of the prints are still up uh, on the uh, the interwebs if you want to pick them up. There were a few of them that are still left. I don't know if they're going to be left by the time you hear this. But, um, but the big news to me uh, actually came out of somebody's Instagram feed, and unfortunately that's the only information that we have so far on it because uh, Mondo hasn't made the full announcement. But uh, the Ghostbusters soundtrack is coming to a limited edition vinyl uh, being sold by uh, Mondo but with art by Paul Martin who if you are not familiar uh, go seek out I think it's Paul Martin art uh, on Instagram and uh, he he does these like He's in the same uh, like like uh, Paul Shipper kind of um, realm with me. Like he's he's sort of the successor to Drew Struzan, which is kind of a big deal in my eyes. Like the guy mm-hmm. who did, you know, the Indiana Jones and Star Wars and Back to the Future posters and just iconic stuff from the eighties. The 80s. thing, Harry the Potter. Thing. Yeah, exactly. Um, and unfortunately, you know, retired uh, late nineties, early two thousands. Uh, so is not doing posters anymore. But um, yeah, it's Didn't, it's well then I sound like a fool. Did he not do Harry Potter? He did. He did the f- first Harry. First he did, Harry? Okay. Or did he do the first two? Uh, I'm going to have to look at it. Point up, being, you know, he is but, absolutely retired, but yes, he's not yeah. quite stopped Not yet. quite. I mean, for Force Awakens, he did like a limited edition poster for the Star Wars Celebration and stuff like that. But anyway, that's Drew Struzan. But so this Mondo thing uh, coming in October, we'll, pri- we'll, we'll probably get some more news in the next week or so on it, I would imagine, because it's a pre-order coming in October. Um, I'm not quite sure when the actual release of it will be, but um, very cool. And, and of course, we'll be super limited uh, knowing Mondo's releases. So if that's something that's of interest of you, if you are a vinyl collector, uh, make sure that you uh, you keep keep your ear to the ground at Mondo News on the uh, on the social media handles. Um, and the other thing that we didn't talk about last week was Cakeworthy, uh, which as we speak now, these items are up for sale on the Cakeworthy uh, U.S. store at least. Uh, they have a lot of cool items. The biggest one that I want to pick up is a, uh, a passport holder that looks like the, uh, the Ghostbusters VHS cover. Oh, (laughs) first of all, how niche can you get that? It's a passport cover. Uh, I love that immediately off the bat, but, uh, the fact that it's also the VHS cover, uh, is, is a lot of fun, but they have, they have shirts like a stay puffed shirt. That's really cool. Uh, a green flannel checkered shirt, uh, 
that uh, has the Ghostbusters patch on it. And I think it says who you're going to call on the back. I don't have it up uh, right now, but um, so there's, there's that uh, spirit of Halloween stores. Uh, I know we've mentioned it a few times. I actually went and got my hands on some of the spirit stuff. Um, and, uh, it's, it's really cool. I, I was very tempted to buy one of everything. And then I was like, what? I don't need a, another Motorola walkie talkie. And I don't need these ecto goggles. I have the real thing. I don't need this, but I picked up a trap because I had to get something. I also thought about picking up a PKE meter just to have so that, you know, Hazel could run around with one, but I like that you said, because I had to pick up something when really you could have ended the sentence at because, because I just had to, and, and we all would have sat here and gone, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, well, the math checks out. I mean, it's Ghostbusters have to pick something up. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so the, the stock is really flowing into the spirit of Halloween stores now. Um, and of course online, you can pick those up. Uh, but if you, if you do some digging, uh, you can get a 25 or 20% off uh, ticket, depending on where you find it. Uh, so if you are going to get a pack or a trap or something like that, use that. Because that's what I did. And it was great. It saved me uh, quite a bit of quite a bit of change on that $60 trap. But uh, Chris, what else is... Oh, there's one more merch item. Uh, New York Comic Con coming up in October. Uh, exclusive Stay Puffed figure coming from Diamond Select. Uh, this is, uh, another unfortunate variant where it's the shocked slash surprised, uh, face from diamond select, which I saw I was like, okay, this one is a little better than the, uh, the slimed Vankman. But, uh, yeah, it seems like fun stuff is happening in New York comic con. I know that, uh, Paul Rudd, who we'll be talking about in a second here, will be at New York comic con. Um, so I'm sure we'll, we'll have much more to talk about in yes. a couple weeks there. I think, uh, there was one. Uh, one particular merch thing that we kind of skimmed over last week that I wanted to, yeah, totally. I, well, and I think you, even, lot. So I think which, you which, even mentioned that we were going to bring it up this time. So I, I don't want to skip it for people no, uh, no, because yeah, you referenced one? it, uh, into the dead Two Oh yeah. is coming yeah. to the Nintendo switch. And more importantly for the, I believe it's $40 price tag. Yeah. 39 Uh, it's coming with the special Ghostbusters and Night of the Living Dead content they created. So even though technically uh, this is born of a free-to-play mobile game where they then ask you for in-app purchases and uh, some of those were, uh, what did it work out to? Like $10 Ghostbusters, I think it was something like that. Yeah, I think think we had done the math before and I I can't quite remember off the top of my head. And then they had some really, you know, really... Uh, incredibly uh, high end, like give us eighty dollars <laughs> and you can have a free terror dog and all the equipment and the usual mobile. Yeah, uh, yeah. do you want to business cheat model and just stuff? Pay for it all. Here you go. Exactly. Yeah. Well, in this case, I don't exactly know how on a switch they're going to parcel out. I don't have a switch, and I don't, uh, so I haven't had a chance to play it. Does is it like just a console powerful uh, mobile uh, platform that, that all the in app purchase tropes from the mobile games are there? I didn't think they were. Yeah, I don't. I don't think so. I mean, the only well, thing that I've really played that has in-app purchases has been like the Stern Pinball, where you know you've got the, all the yeah. tables and you have to pay to play all the tables. But well, it has to be looked at like this. Uh, speaking on behalf of the industry, um, th- it is a port. It is a bit of work to get it onto another platform. Um, not a not not a from scratch level of uh, of. Uh, 
budget necessarily, but uh, yeah, forty dollars seems uh, pretty reasonable to get that base game, and then these two movie properties that are. I haven't played the Night of the Living Dead, but if it's like the Ghostbusters one, like they did cutscenes, they had uh, Ernie Hudson and and um, and uh, Dan Aykroyd do voices. Um, uh, God, about fifteen. That was something else that came up in the last couple of weeks. One of the artists posted some of his higher res copies of yeah. the the uh, the special throwers that he created for the game and all this. So a lot of work went into these extra content things and the base game. It's uh, forty bucks seems pretty good for uh, Switch owners. Um, and if you're a Ghostbusters fan, I think this is actually what I'm most interested. in, This goes back to my question about the whole in-app purchase thing and all that. I'm wondering if for the forty bucks they haven't found a way to if you reach an achievement or unlock something, you'll get those those goodies like yeah. the terror dog, etc. Rather than having to pay yeah, through that those, would make like more they sense that it's it's something that's earned through your achievements in the game rather yeah. than something that's purchased. Yeah, but I had a but, lot of fun with it on the on the, the on the phone, and yeah. So if you're a Switch owner, this uh, this seems like a no brainer. Um, yeah, it's it's kind of fun. There's a lot of video game stuff. I mean, I at a certain point, whatever it was, like four or five weeks ago, <laughs> it seemed like there was a mobile game that had some sort of a, a Ghostbusters add-on or skin or something uh, that we were mentioning every week, but. Um, yeah, yeah, you've got you've got uh, uh, Ghostbusters the video game remastered still coming down uh, in October. Um, and this one's coming October twenty fifth, uh, j- just in time for Halloween. Just in time uh, for Halloween. And uh, Ghostbusters World is back up and running. I know that for a little while their servers were down, but uh, for for people's patience, they were handing out some some freebies there too, like uh, ectospheres and things like that. So. Woo-hoo. T- good good time to be a gamer in the Ghostbusters world. That's that's certainly for sure. Yes. Good evening. I'm Troy Benjamin. And I'm Chris Stewart. And I'm Troy Benjamin. And this is Ghostbusters 2020. From the Crossrip Studios around the world and into your ears, the news items that may or may not have touched your life, this is Ghostbusters 2020. With Chris Stewart and Troy Benjamin. All right, I'm doing. We're we're really keeping the time, man. I love this. Like we're <laughs> such a well-oiled machine that we can take a few weeks off and come back, and we're just right on it. That's very kind of you. All, all you're saying to me is that you're keeping an eye on the clock and going, <laughs> "We're we are like a Swiss watch," and I'm like, "We are. We it are? is. What time is it? Cut, I have cut no to idea. Our second hour of podcasting, but I just talk." Uh, well, so so now that we're in our 2020 segment, again, a long time mm. since you've heard that uh, 2020 intro, which is kind of fun. Um, let's talk about uh, just a quick, because I, th- there is a little bit of a, a misconception about how we're treating Ghostbusters 2020 news, uh, that it's not, we're not sticking our heads in the sand for anything and everything. Um, I, I kind of uh, am in the camp where if it's coming directly from the filmmakers, uh, maybe Dan Aykroyd excluded, which we'll get into in a second, but, <laughs> um, because I have a feeling he slips on things that he's not supposed to say. Uh, but yeah, if it's, if it's coming from Ivan, if it's coming from Jason, if it's coming from the filmmakers proper, I feel like then it's something that it's, that's okay for us to know going into the movie that if, if everything is this, 
very carefully plotted out uh, 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 plan of when we're going to be telling you things and when we're, we're going to be revealing things. Uh, if it comes from Jason Reitman, I totally understand. Uh, I can I can check out his Instagram and be like, oh, that's awesome. I don't know what the dust masks have to do with anything, but I'm sure it'll make sense next year. Um, yeah. Th- so I feel like there's kind of a <clears throat> distinction there. And of course, if Ivan Reitman says something at an event uh, to Entertainment Tonight, which uh, is one of their you know social media buzz things that they they post out on all of the the webs. Um, I feel like that's okay too because a he said it in public to a, a an outlet like Entertainment Tonight, so he knew he was saying something to somebody who would put it widely out there. Um, and B, uh, there were probably one, two, three, four publicists watching him as he was saying things. And if, if he said something <laughs> they didn't want out there, they would have said, no, don't air that. So I, uh, are you going to play the Joe Rogan clip or a bit of it? Uh, I can, I can. I, I, <laughs> you know what? Let's put it this way. Everybody, uh, cause Joe Rogan needs our help. Go listen to Joe Rogan, <laughs> everybody. Joe Rogan. Poor guy. Uh, I was going to point out that in his Joe Rogan sit down, Dan, uh, that he stumbled over something, uh, as in, uh, braked and swerved if, uh, verbally is, Ooh, is, is how it yeah. seemed to me. Are you talking about the title thing or? <laughs> yeah. He, uh. <laughs> He 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 uh he was wandering down a, a stream of consciousness path about the title and then you can hear him pump the brakes, the tires locked a little bit, yeah. uh fishtailed, corrected, and off he went. Well I, uh, yeah. so he is he is aware that there of things he he is fully cognizant of what is a go and no go in terms of talking publicly about this movie. Oh, oh, totally. And and to the point where it has been so ingrained in him, because Joe Rogan is sort of from that Howard Stern school of interviewing where they talk for an hour and a half and, and he butters up Dan and he's talking about anything and everything. He's talking about his paranormal and his uh, alien experiences. And uh, they've had a few uh, Crystal Head Vodka cocktails with citrus. And, um, and then, you know, at the hour and 45 minute mark he's like so tell me about the new ghostbusters and and like hits with that howard stern like tell me about your dad kind of question (laughs) and and yeah you hear dan go oh jason's got this new movie that's just it's wonderful it's such a great thing it's called and then there's dead air and he's like yeah so so his media training does kick in uh thankfully but <laughs> or the chip they implanted in his brain one or the other <laughs> exactly uh, poor dan Aykroyd with his uh shock collar like what the publicist is off to the wings just like dan stop it don't do that a lot of uh dan and uh slightly behind him ivan uh because of uh like well not because of part of it was the um the Halloween Horror Nights right. at uh, Universal right. Studios had their openings and both of them were there and they did a lot of chatting up for that, uh, which I think it, 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 you know, to a large degree is why they ended up like on Rogan and all that sort of thing as well. Yeah, yeah. Although they didn't talk about it. He didn't talk about it much on um, on uh, Joe Rogan. But No, uh, Rogan, it's funny. They kind of, he, he repeats his boilerplate uh, about the 2016 movie that, you know, as a producer, he should have been keeping a closer eye on it. Uh, but he loves the movie and he loves the cast yeah. and so on and so forth. And then in the new I felt, movie. I, oh, sorry, oh, sorry, I felt he went, actually went a little bit further on the 2016 thing. It felt like that angry edge that we were all kind of, 
is that there? Is that sort of like he slowly moved to some sort of acceptance that the way it ended up is not any one person's fault. Like there's, there was a lot of hands on the helm and, and in, in the wake of the movie, after the, the honeymoon period was over, it felt like those hands then immediately came off the wheel and started pointing at one another right. and it's slowly gone back to, ah, right. Well, Maybe some things could have I been mean, done differently. What, what the stages of grief, that's probably, you know, they, they move on from the blame stage uh, onto the acceptance stage. Uh, but and he did, he did take a lot of, uh, uh, a lot of, a lot of it upon himself in that one little mention on the Joe Rogan thing. It seemed to me more so than previously. So that yeah, was yeah. interesting to hear. But you were saying uh, then he moved on to oh, well, 2020. Yeah, he starts talking about 2020 and, and how Jason has, you know, sort of set up this, this movie that sort of beautifully uh, hands uh, things off. And in fact, I think this is now Dan Aykroyd's boilerplate because this is the exact same thing that he <laughs> says to entertainment tonight at the Halloween horror nights. Uh, and, yeah. and, I'll quote this because we won't play the audio from it, but he says it feeds beautifully to the first two stories and hands it off to a new generation. Like that's, I think that's the line that somebody somewhere has said, like, Dan, it's okay to say this and we'll tell you yes. when it's okay to say something otherwise. But um, <laughs> they have, they had one of those PR sit downs where they're around a desk <laughs> and somebody goes, all right, pretend I'm a reporter. I ask you, tell me about the new movie. What do you say? And then he talks for a minute and they say, okay, stop you right there. How about instead of this, you say <laughs> this. <laughs> let's play a game. Like, yeah. Let's play a game. If that's your inclination to say that, why don't we just sort of twist it and make it that? Are you yeah, okay with that? Yeah. But so, so at any rate, so the, the one thing that everybody's talking about from the Joe Rogan podcast, uh, which we can keep talking about here before we get back into Ivan at Halloween Horror Nights, is uh, that Dan flat out confirms that he's going to be in the movie, which again, we've talked about here on the podcast. Like there's no doubt in our minds that Dan Aykroyd is not going to be in this movie. Um, yeah. And I, I mean, again, it's 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 ground that we've treaded before, so we don't really have to get too much into it. But like the the fact that there hasn't been a formal announcement or a photo or something, that's all part of the carefully planned promotional uh, rollout that I think that they've they've planned out here. And so Dan slips up and is like, "Oh yeah, I'm I'm in it," and you know it. it much in the way that Ernie has been uh, sort of now they're following that up with that. Ernie's in the movie because on this, this cameo video, um, he's, he's talking to a kid saying, yeah, we're working on this movie right now and you're going to love it. And everybody takes that as, well, that's confirmation that Ernie's in it, but you know, he's in character and he's, he's making what should have been kind of a personal message to this kid on cameo. Um, and that, that goes out as the news. So, Yes, I mean again, I am sure duh Dan Aykroyd and Ernie Hudson are 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 they have to be in this movie. And some we don't know how to what extent if it's the entirety of the movie, if it's if it's one scene, if it's one day of shooting, who knows, but um but there will be a formal announcement, there will be something cool, you know, uh a, an image or a, a press release or uh, a video. I mean, a lot of people have been talking about the fathom events thing where, Hey, maybe this is where they announced that some of the original cast is coming back. Um, mm. so uh, again, you know, yes, cool. If you read it on comicbook.com or whatever, that Dan Eckroyd has officially confirmed that he's in the movie. Well, yeah, he's, he said it a couple of times now. <laughs> like, 
he's yeah. and there's photos of him on set uh either you know just there visiting in a producerial role or there to act uh, we don't know but um i, I just i kind of put that in the category of like well yeah of course dan's gonna be in this movie even even if he just shows up and uh hands them a piece of of gear and then he's like see you guys later like of course he's gonna be in this movie <laughs> he did make some comments that he's not in it as much yeah that or he's, he's retired from the pictures he started he's kind of adopted the uh mel brooks carl reiner like referring to yeah. movies as the pictures which i i like but so if anybody is is thinking that this is going to turn into like th- this feels like it's going to turn into the live action equivalent of uh, back in the saddle again there'll be a lot of floating in the periphery and then a uh, a really fan pleasing uh <laughs> fight for 15 minutes near the end perhaps or something like that and then yes yeah, retire back to the background and 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 it is possible too that you know he uh and ernie or bill or or whomever um you know maybe they film you know two three days worth of of scenes um but that does equate to quite a bit of of page count in the movie too so who knows? Maybe their contribution to the actual filming of the uh, lengthy schedule is is not that big, but they're going to be felt throughout the entirety of the movie. We we don't know, but that's the no. kind of stuff that we don't need to speculate on. Um, nope. But uh, so let's move on to the stuff that is concrete. Uh, and this is, I'm I'm going to put a spoiler warning on here for people who want to be completely and totally pure on this movie when it comes out in 2020, which I continue to suggest to everybody that you should be. Uh, just as much as you can try to bury your head in the sand if you can. But, uh, so hit, hit the skip, reach, reach out to your car radio, turn the volume down. (laughs) Exactly. And then hum, uh, hum girl from Ipanema for two minutes. Yeah. And then turn it back up. In fact, uh, go until like hit the skip button until you hear some music, because that's when we'll be into our discussion topic here. But, uh, so, so Ivan Reitman, uh, reiterating that this is a story about family, uh, not a big yep. spoiler. We know that we've seen the, the photos of, of Carrie Coon and her family. Um, you know, and I've, I've kind of pieced together that, okay, the first movie is about a small business. Second movie is a romantic comedy as Ivan continues to maintain, like, uh, that's my favorite part of that movie is the Bill Murray Sigourney Weaver stuff. It's a romantic comedy. Okay. Got it. Uh, this is a story where the family is, is key. Um, and, and that, I, I think that's probably all that he could have said about the movie and everything would have been great. Um, somebody poked him, uh, and, and it must've been the field producer for entertainment tonight. Like, Hey, I heard Paul Rudd was cast in the movie. Can you tell us a little bit more about him? And he actually reveals quite a bit. Uh, so <laughs> what I'll do is I'll play to, the audio. To say the least. Yeah, to say the least. And then uh, we'll come back after we play this audio and not speculate too much on it, but just kind of point out one or two things. So here's Last here's chance. Ivan. Last yeah, chance. Press last chance. skip until you hear music. Can you believe this? It's been 35 years since Ghostbusters debuted in theaters. And I cannot wait for the new one to come out next year. Well, meantime, our Lauren Zima is about to get her own ghost-busting experience of sorts with two people who know a little bit about it. We are about to walk through the first ever Ghostbusters maze at Halloween Horror Nights with the legendary Dan Aykroyd and Ivan Reitman. <laughs> who are you going to call? <laughs> Not me! <laughs> You're a Ghostbuster! <laughs> Dan couldn't protect Lauren from Slimer, but he made it up to us with inside details from the super secret new Ghostbusters movie. 
can you tease about the story? Is it a continuation of it, the same it, character? It feeds beautifully into the first two stories and hands it off to a new generation. That new generation is Stranger Things' Finn Wolfhard and a very excited really, Paul Rudd. Who are you going to call? Well, he's a seismologist who's course, come to this small town because they've been having mysterious earthquakes. He's also teaching summer school there. And he's extraordinarily funny. But can we expect this OG Ghostbuster to put on his proton pack? Who are you going to call for the movie? Well, uh, of course, uh, try to get my old pal, Mr. Murray, to see if he can drop in. I'll, I'll be making a call there. La, 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 la. <laughs> okay. I'm going to do my very so, best to forget I heard it. I know. I'm sorry. It's okay. Uh, well, so, so the, okay, let's, let's skip past the stuff that you will do your best, uh, to not hear, <laughs> <laughs> but the, the one thing that I, I thought was interesting of this and is not really spoiler territory, but I thought is, is kind of fun and kind of interesting. And also pointing out that this is a very different movie is that we now know that the movie takes place in the summer, uh, mm-hmm. where first and second film, uh, both set around the, the holiday season, fall, winter, uh, obviously the second movie a little bit more overtly. So, um, so again, this just is really setting itself. It is connected. It has the connective tissue to the first two films, but, uh, is setting itself apart. Uh, and it just, even just the setting, the, yeah. the holiday, the holiday setting is gone from the first two films. Well, here's the thing, New York, it's, it's like, um, people in fashion, you know, people look good at different colors and stuff like that. New York looks best fall. Uh, early winter and more often at night, that's when New York looks its best, but this is out in, you know, the, 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 the breadbasket of America, so to speak. And yeah. it looks best, uh, 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 late spring, summer, and maybe a little bit of fall. Do you know what I mean? Like there's just, if you get too far into fall, winter and the leaves are gone, like just out in the you know, the prairies yeah. and the rurals and all it's not, it's and the storm, the, like the, st- cause knowing that they're filming out there in, in uh, rural uh, Alberta and seeing the amazing like cloud coverage and thunderstorms yeah. and like, Oh man, the, the imagery from this, this, uh, you know, s- summer weather is, is going to be really cool too. You want, you want, you want the grass fields that go on forever and, yeah. and all that. You don't want to wait until everything's burnt brown and, so I, I, I like it. It's, it just sort of naturally lends itself to a stylistic break from the, the big narrative break, which yeah. is, you know, it's not the four guys in New York. We're seeing uh, a, a, a linked story in a different setting. And frankly, this is the thing we haven't talked about much. We've often talked about that on this very show and, you know, amongst ourselves over beers and all that, that we would, we often said if they would just give us like, you know, a prime time hour or something like that with different teams in different places, we would love that. Yeah. That's kind of what this is. Yeah. <laughs> they were yeah. nice enough to link it back to the, the, the core team in some very tangible way by the sounds of things. But, uh, uh, yeah, it's, it's that it's, a, it's, I don't know. I can't imagine there isn't anybody in a Ghostbusters team, you know, discounting the the teams in the larger metropolitan areas and uh, that won't feel a certain amount of kinship to this that it's going to be uh people <laughs> fighting ghosts as ghostbusters uh in something more akin to the towns they're living in rather than 
you know, in the New York, like the, the fairy tale magic of New York. Yeah. Well, and, and I mean, to state the obvious too, if you have your primary cast members are kids, uh, it, it frees up from a storytelling perspective that they don't have to be going to school and they don't have to be like, you know, in the fall, uh, they're going to have to be going to classes and dealing with stuff like in stranger things where it's after hours and, uh, they're in the hallways of the, the school, you know, this kind of frees them up where the Goonies don't yeah. have to be worrying about homework. It's just a summer adventure for them. And, uh, so yeah, exactly. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to that too. And the summer, you know, as a kid, as a teenager, <laughs> a pre-teenager, it always has these connotations of yeah. the coming of age and uh, finding yourself and not having to worry about your schoolwork. Or so. if you listen to, to Ivan's, uh, uh, semi spoilery talk, it explains how, uh, person A doesn't have to worry about job B and can go off and do job A, which leads to ghost busting job C. Right. Uh, wink, wink. But, but also <laughs> kind of flashbacks to evolution. Did you get my code? Anyway. Were you able to follow my code? <laughs> Point A equals B <laughs> over C. No, no, I, yes. I'm not following you. But it shows that... When it comes to Ghostbusters, there's a lot of love for academia. Yeah, a lot of love. Yeah, which uh, which I love, and and uh, as you say, it shows uh, up in evolution, right? Like that's show, the, yeah, the USGS that's... Uh, volunteer. I think they were voluntarily USGS, but um, but yeah, I he mean, was, it's yeah. our it's our scientist connection, which I love. There, so here is our scientist uh, in the film, or at least one of the scientists. Um, so anyway, so, uh, to wrap up our 2020, uh, chat here so we can get into our, our discussion topic. Um, yes, we mentioned the Instagram teases from Jason Reitman and the crew. There were uh, a few images like that, uh, camera blocking diagram that he shared, uh, which is like them showing how they're block shooting scenes, uh, and how the camera moves and what setups they need to have, what, what camera and what position for certain things. Uh, there was that yellow paint on the wall, which I think Celeste pointed out, like, come on, man, spoilers. And it was just, you know, yellow point spl- uh, paint splattered <laughs> against a wall. Uh, day 41, which a lot of people uh, were really excited about, but it's just them in uh, dust masks. And uh, I think it was Logan Kim and uh, Finn Wolfhard had uh, designed their masks to look like monster uh, faces, which was really cool. Uh, and then another kind of glimpse of the Ectomobile, which... I think is kind of a, a tongue in cheek. A, it's a great photo from Jason Reitman uh, because he, he knows his compositions and B it's, it's sort of like, okay, you guys have seen the car. Let's just close the box back up. Here it is. It's in its shipping container. Like, let's just, uh, let's save it for the movie. Now. Uh, I, yeah. I kind of liked his little wink and nod there, but yeah, I was curious if that meant they were just kind of keeping it under wraps or if they were done and sending it home. I, mean, uh, okay. I could, yeah, I could take it either way. I mean, he, it, it, I got the sense that he saw this and, and, you know, just recognized it as a good photo, but yeah, that, that might actually make a good deal of sense too, knowing that they did some pickup shooting, um, in, uh, Fort McLeod, uh, a couple weeks ago. So yeah, maybe the car is done. Maybe yeah. the car is wrapped. One uh, of those interesting questions of if you're making a movie and you're shooting into October, which they are, 
Do you keep it around just in uh, case you th- yeah. have a need or think of something? Or, more to the point, since there's a, a Rocky Mountain range between you and L.A., <laughs> do you hold on to it until October and run the risk that <laughs> you've got an interesting back. drive back? Yeah, yeah, you got to drive it through, like, uh, New Mexico, Mexico. Uh, drive it south and then bring it back up into California. I don't know. I will. But, be, uh, it, to be honest, yeah, let's see. Head south into Montana, Colorado keep going yeah into new mexico and then overnight in vegas taking a couple of magic shows and yeah then exactly follow the ectomobile world world tour as it comes home <laughs> um but uh, yeah i mean i love that they're like jason is aware he knows that we're starved for information and we want to know more about the movie but he's keeping it to an abstract uh, uh view and and even playing with it to the point of you know showing us paint on the wood siding of a house or something and and uh like all right guys pour over this for a while what do you think what do you think it is mm. but um yeah so that's uh that's it for the 2020 stuff we're gonna bring our people back in who are trying to remain spoiler free with a, a little music Your brain's it, frazzled? Brain is frazzled. Maybe it was because we were trying to speak ill of John Yurkeba, and now it's just uh, brain, brain to mouth is not working. But <laughs> He's protected by some sort of saints. Yeah, I, that's got to be it. There's there's some sort of uh There's mojo. probably a patron saint of, uh, of artists. That'd be his, I guess. Of well-mannered artists. Uh, John Yurkeba, <laughs> the patron saint of well-mannered artists. Uh, but anyway, so uh, now we're in our discussion topic. We got about a half hour left here. Yeah. Um, so this one came up, and and forgive me because I can't remember who actually asked us this question. It came up on social media, and I did my best today to to dig and find who actually prompted this discussion topic, and well, I can't this... for the life of me find it. I got it. You got One it. A few times I made notes. Oh, and I got them. Thank the Lord, man. I was, I looked for like a good solid hour and I couldn't find where this originated. It took me a while too because it was. I thought, oh, it's just a week and a bit ago. No, it was three or four weeks back. <laughs> it um, was in 1992. <laughs> it was an article published on August 23rd uh, by one Cynthia Vinny uh, on Screen Rant, entitled. 10 outdated things from Ghostbusters that won't make sense to Generation Z. Right. Oh, that's right. Now, just today, as we, the day of this recording, I found a, um, uh, a, uh, a video. Um, who was it? Now we got to go back and do this thing. Um, it was scroll, scroll, scroll. Uh, I'll find it here. It was a video that they uh, Collider put up, and uh, this was from oh gosh, back in like June or something like that. Uh, I missed it M- earlier in the year, and it was called Ghostbusters Millennial Must Watch. Collider has a series called Millennial Must Watch where they <laughs> 
everybody in the office makes fun of this uh, this one writer there, the youngest of them, because uh, yeah, he hasn't seen a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, and so I posted it, and a lot of uh, there's a few people that got kind of. Uh, uh, they took exception to the use of millennial, pointing out that mm. millennial starts in, uh, what, does it start 96 or does it end in 96? I can't even remember. Yeah. What it's, are we talking it's about? The, it's right the here. Whole, they made the. Yeah. The whole millennial uh, diagram, like all of a sudden I'm a millennial and I'm like, wait, what? No. 81, 80, 81 to 96. Yeah. Now I will argue somebody born in 96 and this guy's pretty close to it. The one in the video does probably suffer from a bit of this. Um a la that that demographic, the uh the 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 twenty two year old demographic yeah. and under, which is let's put it this way, the article probably would have been better if they said Generation Z. It's just that I don't think Generation Z has taken root yet the same way millennial has in right. terms of Yeah, millennial has become kind of an overarching and I, I, I'd yeah. like to make the distinction, like, if you grew up in an analog past, like, the it, for people like myself who grew up in, like, 79, 80, 81, like, that are now all of a sudden millennials, and it's like, well, no, I remember a, a pre-digital era. Like, what are yeah. you talking about? It's a tough one. I've actually yeah. read some bits where I, uh, like, there are, there are sub-breakdowns. Like there are these very broad generations, like uh, you know, uh, greatest lost generation, greatest generation, uh, Gen X, uh, uh, no yeah. boomers, Gen boomers, X, boomers, Gen uh, X, yeah, Y, uh, uh, millennials, and all this. There's there's these little micro ones in between, and sometimes I roll my eyes at them, and other times it seems to actually make sense because, as you say, yeah, like you you technically fall into the millennial category, but. I would not categorize you as a millennial in any way, shape, or form. Conversely, I am not a millennial. I'm at the 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 the, the later end of uh, Gen X, and I have I have some shared overlap with them yeah. in certain areas, and then in others, I'm I'm very much a millennial. <laughs> like uh, uh, it's one of those things where they're not hard dates. There's a lot of gray overlap. But anyways, the point being that they wrote this article. They said millennial. They probably a la the people that saw Stranger Things and were confused by why he was uh, mad uh, in the first episode when she turned on the light uh, in the dark room. Yeah, um, or, or who's Phoebe Cates or little things like that. Little things or, like that. Yeah. That's a very yeah. late, like last couple of years of the millennial, but technically it's a Generation Z thing. And it amounted to uh, things they wouldn't get. Now, to that end... Uh, when I first posted this one, I started humming and hawing about things. Uh, and then when we, you and I said we were going to discuss it, I realized that in talking to other people and all that, even this is not easy to qualify. Like I started breaking it down into uh, things that they wouldn't get. Like as it, and uh, and and I term those obsolete. Like yeah, so, like actual uh, anachronisms, like things that are so dated that are not sensical. Yeah, yeah. I, an obvious one in the article is the card catalog. Right. I mean, that, that's, that's the first thing that always comes up. Uh, I like, broke I broke up the other ones though into uh, anachronisms, stuff that I think even Gen Z gets. It's just they have no frame of reference for 
having used it or touched it or if you hand it yeah. to them one how to use it sort of thing. And we can get into that a bit. And then I, I wrote a third one, which I, I marked as surprisingly persistent, which is <laughs> Gen Z would understand it. But technically, by now, we all thought it would fall into the obsolete category. So Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, the, the common uh, example that I always give for that is like, how many times have you used the word rewind? Uh, in the last, uh, you know, year, six months, uh, but yeah. yet nothing is being actually rewound. Nothing is going on to a, a reload reel. Um, uh, just today, yeah. I w- my wife was having trouble with her phone and uh, calls weren't, weren't ringing through to her phone. Uh, your, your IT uh, tip of the day, kids, uh, re- reboot your phone. Yeah. <laughs> if it's doing something weird, restart just it turn on turn it back on yeah because uh, it's it's not a phone that has does cool computer stuff it's a computer that does phone stuff and if it's not working right reboot it but anyways uh she she wasn't getting calls so I, she she texted me are you getting these texts yes i'm getting the text she said call me please and see if it works and i call and it went to her voicemail and i texted her and i said uh no it just rang and rang and went to the machine and then i sent press send and i went what machine? I mean, <laughs> yeah, machine? technically it's a machine, yeah. but it's not the machine it's that I'm thinking not, of. I mean, even when I play voicemails on this show, I still love to hear the actual cassette tape start, the, stop, and beep. Yes, uh, I just know, because right? we all associate that with a voicemail. But um, well, yes, to this, I mean, it's, there's a lot of that stuff. We talked about this before in Hollywood that there are uh, audio cues and things like that, uh, or terms that will just persist into the future because they've turned into a a weird shorthand for things, right? Like the way, uh, no matter where you go in the world in movies, frogs all sound like those one frog, that yeah, those frogs, the that one they... eagle screech that you always hear. That's actually <laughs> a hawk. Uh, you yeah. Know, or the, that yeah. one type of frog is the, that California only frog that lives in and around Hollywood in, you know, 1930, uh, records, record scratches, uh, when there are <laughs> no turntables <laughs> in sight. Um, uh, but yeah. anyways, well, so, so back, you, yeah, so Ghostbusters, let's start with, do you want to start with like the actual anachronisms, like the card catalog? Wanna, I think that's a good place to, to begin. Sure. Do you want to go through the list? It's 10 things. Do you want to yeah. see their list? And yeah. then I was actually kind of thumbing through it while we were talking and like some of them, I don't actually like, okay, the special effects look weird. Well, all right. Yeah. yeah there's, stop a, there's, motion there's, and, a, there's a few of them I don't agree with. Right. Uh, I'm like, oh, come on. Yeah. It's like, that's, I don't, I don't deem that an anachronism or something that people wouldn't understand. It's just that, yeah, that was technology. Like she, um, she, number nine, Ghostbusters are compared to cosmonauts. And I'm like, I realize that cosmonauts were way more of a thing during the cold war, but in an era where only NASA and the Russians are sending people up to the international space station, we hear the term cosmonauts all the time because yeah, they're distinguishing yeah. between, <laughs> between, you know, the, the Western world that's going up and the Russian Eastern world that's going up. Yeah. Uh, however, number eight, Ooh, uh, trick, trick question. What do the Chinese call their astronauts? Uh, are they also cosmonauts? No, they're Tycho knots. Really? I'm I pretty sure. I, I, or I invented a really cool sounding fact. That does sound cool, though. <laughs> I'll take that. <laughs> Call in if I got it wrong. Yeah. But uh, Casey Kasem talks so, about the Ghostbusters. Yeah, yeah so K- Casey Kasem. So, uh, of course, uh, near and dear to our hearts, we have 10 patches available still on our uh, shop if you want a Casey Kasem uh Interdimensional crossword patch. There's That's only not 10 Casey left. Kasem. You are tired. Holy Ay, cow. My goodness. You're right. It's Larry King. But That's anyway, a Larry King. We're going to do a Casey Kasem one, Kasem one now. One. Yeah. <laughs> Next year for 2020, we're doing yeah. Casey Kasem. Good <laughs> Lord. It's been a long life. Um. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that sounds worrisome. <laughs> 
You know what? Life. Too long. Oh, too dear. Too long. God, it's just so tiring. Uh, yeah, so, okay, Casey Kasem. Good point. Yes, not Larry King. But also Larry King, no. No, I think I think millennials know who Larry King is because he's still around. Well, he's still on TV. Casey Kasem, this is, I'm 50-50 on this one because Casey Kasem up until very close to when he passed away was still doing he was still the Scooby Doo stuff right well, he was doing the he was doing the countdown yep. on the radio like they would syndicate his uh, top 40 and that was yep. happening until 2000 I'm trying to remember when he passed it was like 2009 so yeah it's about about that now um so yes yeah, but he was working I mean much like Dick Clark like he was out there until the 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 like last minute um so, but yeah, Casey Kasem, like, uh, actually a lot of those people, Roger Grimsby, uh, you know, a mainstay yeah. of, of news uh, in the 80s uh, t- to a very particular demographic. Uh, Joe Franklin. Joe Franklin. Um, a, a lot of those people. I mean, even Ron Jeremy. Uh, like, <laughs> I noticed that in uh, Miss Vinny in this one. Uh, starts to say things like that voice may not sound familiar to Generation Z. So even she's kind of yeah, uh, blurred yeah. the generational break. Yeah. Uh, I'm a little, f- I, I would not be, that's one where I'm like, I'm not surprised if you start asking around and they go, who? But at the same time, I don't think it's a completely lost thing. I think there are still a lot of kids that would know who Casey Kasem is. But there's also a lot of those references, like in Ghostbusters 2, I'm thinking about, uh, uh, when they're in Peter's apartment and they're talking about you want to play Boggle or Super Mario Brothers or, uh, you know, she yeah. she was actually married to uh, uh, Hearst um, during the filming of Citizen Kane. Like th- those kind of things like, okay, those are references that they're of their time. That makes sense. I would give those as, as anachronisms. That's a, that's a reference written by a guy who did the exact same kind of references on SCTV. Cause that's yes. what they watched oh, growing yeah. up. Oh, totally. Uh, 0.7 is the one that actually made me start because I'm, my brain works this way. Uh, once she hit seven, I started going, okay, this is not a don't understand anachronism thing because she's like Dana's ancient TV. And it's like, no, Gen Z knows what these old crap. They think it's of them as the old TV crappy TVs, like, but they know yeah. they they know what old crappy TVs are. They know they didn't have remotes, all that sort of thing, right? It's they've heard about it and they're tired of hearing about it from their dad. Although I would say I would say when you look at Dana's TV and it still has the dial for for UHS VHF, uh, th- okay, that's an anachronism, but that's a yeah. tiny minute thing that is not uh. visible. Or, or even pushing pushing the power button in because everything was analog. Um, uh, the one I like that uh, is uh, there was a generation, the first generation of remote-controlled TVs, and it was not by number. Rather, it was because they had the, the, the dials, right? Click, right. click, 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 that you used to turn to go to channel, 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 channel. They, they designed them with what amounts to the clapper of remotes. You had a clicker, click, 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 click. Yep. And it would, that harsh noise would trigger the thing to do the one channel skip. So you couldn't go channel two, channel eight, channel yeah. seven. You couldn't skip around. You could, but it, you didn't have to get up to do the channel two, channel three, channel four, channel five. Uh, and I've heard people, who was it? I think it was Dana Gould in his podcast. Cause he's got about a, nine year generational, uh, he's the start of Gen X. 
uh, was talking about you'd lose the remote and most homes just had a, a can filled with pennies because you would go chuck 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 and it would work just as well. So, so that's something. I mean, we can give her you know, small half marks for that. Yeah. That there's no way to explain that. Uh, well, I just did, but uh, that's not something that Gen Z would would quite understand on their own sort of thing. Yeah. It's, it's the card. I mean, so the card catalog that she brings up with number six, like that was the first thing when we started talking about this discussion topic, that was, yeah. I mean, even uh, she, I, I have shown it six, it should be number one, frankly. Yeah. Oh no. I mean that it has come up multiple times, uh, because I'm a terrible parent and I have let Hazel watch bits and pieces of both Ghostbusters film, actually all three Ghostbusters films. But, uh, <laughs> every time when the librarian is walking past the card catalog and the drawer opens and the, and the papers start to fly, I catch myself saying, oh, that's a card catalog. You'll never know what that <laughs> was. Uh, and, yeah. and it's, it's, it's happened. The, uh, the Loyola Marymount uh, university library, uh, posted a, a, an apology to their students that they had to close the library down because their computers were not functioning. Uh, and, and I, I tweeted a joke at them that they actually retweeted. And I felt very, I was very proud of myself. Uh, that I was like, Loyola Marymount students have suddenly learned that a card catalog exists in the basement and have suddenly figured out how to use it. Uh, <laughs> But uh, I don't think they actually have a card catalog. But anyway, uh, yeah. I, I know some some places you're actually not allowed to get rid of the card catalogs. Oh, really? They're because they're a record. They're, they count oh. as an archive record of, of uh, what the uh, So like what the a national had. or a federal library, that, that totally makes sense. Yeah. Um, but I mean, uh, you know, a carryover from that, the Dewey Decimal System still firmly in place. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but like, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's one of those things where, uh, yes, there's a lot of analog technology in, in Ghostbusters, you know, even when you look at the, the Ectomobile itself in the back of the car, it's nothing but analog, uh, tech, but yeah, th- this is one of those things where, yeah. in another 10 years, uh, after a certain generation is not watching this, this film anymore, people will be like, Oh, that, what are those papers doing? That's funny. Yeah, it, it's going to be like when Dana's walking up to the museum uh, at the end of Ghostbusters Two, and there's all the paper flying around, and you're like, "Where did all that paper come from?" <laughs> that same question is going to be asked at the beginning of the original film. <laughs> is there like a fish and chip stand nearby? I don't understand. <laughs> What's all the wax paper. Um, interestingly, about the 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 analog thing, she in five she goes into they carry a lot of equipment, and I dispute yeah. this one too because. Again, I don't think kids are idiots. I think they understood, they, they understand, let's put it this way. They're old enough that they've seen the world pre-smartphone. They understand that stuff gets smaller and fancier as time goes on. So it's not, they may not understand everything that they're lugging around, which would have been a better point. But, uh, at the same time, they could have guessed some of it. I put video camera under the, um. The not obsolete, but whatever I called my, uh, the anachronisms. Yeah. They know, they know, they look at a video camera and they know what that is. They, they might know. not understand the side VCR essentially yeah, that like he's carrying. Why, why does he have the like satchel VCR that's connected to the, the camcorder, but, well, it was pre camcorder. It's a video. Yeah, exactly. Video tape recorder. Yeah. Um, it was fun though, kids. Cause you, if you had tape of television or maybe 
rent it or whatever, you could put it in that same thing and you could watch the little yeah. movie with a little eyepiece. What? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean. Th- and other that, dumb things I did. Like that was another one when I was just kind of scrolling through this while, you know, c- trying to catch up on the screen rant thing. Yeah. It's like, yeah, they carry a lot of equipment and sure Spangler has, we even talk about it in the, uh, the steelbook commentary, all of his calculators, like how many calculators does one man need? But he's Egon Spangler. Of course he's using that. And I'm sure he wants the solid state technology in the advent of a smartphone. Do you think Egon uses a smartphone? No, he probably wants his uh, tried and true Casio at his side. Um, <laughs> so, uh, you know, and things like, you know, the, the tape recorder, the, ca- you know, it's, uh, yeah, that, that makes it, but people know what it is still. Um, yeah, we can dig into a deeper one because I want to go back to my my list. Yeah, of let's go back to your, I know, the screen yeah. rent one. Yeah, so the icebox. Let me just rattle these off. Icebox is a synonym for refrigerator. I agree with that one. That one, yeah. N- nobody knows what an icebox is because you're not getting ice delivered anymore. I think people. I think people make good guesses because you know ice cold. I don't think they realize specifically where the ice factored into it. But anyways, yeah. Uh, Ghostbusters are on the cover of Omni magazine. Oh, okay, good old Omni. Sure. I, that makes sense. Uh, Venkman declares it's Miller time. Uh, disagree with that one because uh, Miller is bringing that tagline back. <laughs> if you've seen recent commercials, whoops. Uh, yeah, and then number one, everyone smoking everywhere. Uh, okay, yeah, sure, I'll give them that one. Uh, you know, they're they're smoking in the hallway, they're smoking in the elevator, they're smoking in the car. Like, yeah, not a lot of people do that anymore, but. Well, let's put it this way. I was at a zoo recently with my son and we stepped out of one of the uh, pavilions and next to the little food stand across the way, there was an area uh, fenced off and marked for smokers. And you could kind of see some of them in there and he came out. uh, uh, (laughs) Full voce came out and said, what? Smoking? Really? (laughs) And and then stomped off disapprovingly. So I think I think they wouldn't be confused about smoking, uh, but I can see them being confused as to why are so many people smoking? Like if you're if you were born like since the the turn of the the millennium, and because let's be honest, from the millennium on, like uh, smoking in restaurants and indoors and all that was gone. Like was five years past in most places, right? Like it was really stomped out. And by the time you get to the millennium, uh, and these kids are born and, you know, start taking note of the world, uh, you don't see smokers. Smokers are a rarity. So to turn on the movie and Venkman's puffing at one point and Ray's puffing at one point and Ernie's having a puff at one point and you know what I mean? Like they're all bloody smoking. I think they would stop and go at that one. I still think card catalog should have been number one, but this is a strong two going. Yeah. Yeah. What's with all the smoking? Well, and, and I also continue to attribute that one to the fact that the filmmakers, the stars of the movie, everybody involved with this movie didn't think that it was going to be a big hit with kids. It was geared more toward, you know, teenagers to adults your uh 18 to 35 year old demographic who would be smoking cigarettes yeah. and would be in that sort of and then all of a sudden kids are into it and then it's irresponsible of them to be showing all these heroes yeah. smoking all the time well you look at uh back to the future or ghostbusters 2 a few years after that and count the smoking nah, gone like i said yeah. by the time by the time you're heading into the 90s it was really getting stomped out pretty hard 
Yeah, well, and, and now a lot of the studios uh, have very strict uh, no smoking policies in all of their films because they don't want to make it appear that they're endorsing tobacco industries and things like that. It's it's a, a totally different world now. So that one I, I mm. totally I get. But um, well, OK, so what else was on your list that that didn't get hit by the screen round? Because I, I have a couple and I'm sure that you have <laughs> sure. quite a few. <laughs> Sorry, I was looking back. I made a couple of notes actually on that guy's video watching Ghostbusters. Uh, spoiler alert. He really liked it. Like, he was really into it, which I liked. I'm tired of people like, kids, watch this thing that you love. And they hate it. I'm I don't like, get it. stupid. I'm bored. Yeah. <laughs> His, uh, uh, what was it? He, <laughs> a couple of times he references pixels and about how it, it lifted <laughs> from Ghostbusters. <laughs> and at one point, at one point, there's kind of a pause. He's like, pixels, you ain't slick. <laughs> I kind of want a t-shirt of one of the Ghostbusters <laughs> saying, Pixels, you ain't slick. <laughs> that one made me laugh so hard. Um, <laughs> let's see here. On my list I had, um, so anachronisms, as in proper, um, uh, not, pro- not proper things they wouldn't get, but things that are just kind of, they kind of get, but are, are gone as far as yeah. they're concerned. Uh, video camera we talked about. Uh, calculators. Especially yeah. like like the idea of that powerful mini computer scientific calculator he had. Those are just like your 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 laptop and your smartphone do more. Uh, but st- people still use graphing calculators. A graphing calculator is still a required tool in high school for whatever reason. Even though well, you can do it on. That's an anachronism right there. Uh, I think I, that's. But you still, it's, I'm walking up and down the aisles of Target. You still see the TI-83, which, you know. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. I I made a note that I think they'd be, uh, they get the concept of TVs. I think sometimes they'd still be a little shocked at how small the average home TV was. Like she has it as an accessory to her living room, sort of like the same way she has a radio in the kitchen. It's not, whereas we build our rooms around the TV. Yeah, that's totally true. Yeah. Uh, And something else somebody else pointed, well, the landline phones, those are kind of, again, they know what a landline phone is. And especially uh, movies are helping keep that alive because they watch old movies and they see them. It's just, they themselves have barely seen them anymore. Like I ditched, God, I moved here to Vancouver, whatever, 20, 22 years ago. Uh, the minute I moved out here and had to get a, a phone, I, I, I was like, why, like, <laughs> why landline? I get cell phone, phone come with me everywhere. Uh, it's 22 years later and I really want to beat myself up over it because I kind of don't want my phone to go with me everywhere now. But, yeah, uh, yeah. But I, I would, I would argue, okay, so landline phones, maybe not so much, but, but the, the tagline for their advertising being who you're going to call. Uh huh. I would say that that's an anachronism because short of like um, uh, Celino and Barnes and J.G. Wentworth and all of these legal people that try to make a jingle out of their, their phone number still, yeah. um, nobody really puts their phone number in their ads anymore. It's usually either social media handles, website, uh, even websites are becoming anachronisms at this point. But um yeah, I, like that's one of those things. Like, why would I call them? I would look them up on Yelp or like. Uh, They're deprecating you know. a lot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they, I mean, again, I I see more and more the shift is happening. More and more, I see uh, service vehicles for companies, and the phone numbers going away 
but they got the little social media icons with their handle next to it sort of thing. Right? Yeah, like, or, or find us on Yelp or find us on, yeah. yeah that, uh, the understanding is, is if you give, if you give people one simple thing, like our Twitter name is Bob Plummer, uh, that's it. You go to Twitter, yeah. Bob Plummer, and Bob Plummer's profile will say, here's our Facebook account, email us here, right? Like all the, you go to the, you go to the, or here's our website, you know, and you go to the website and you can send off a message, you can submit for a free quote, all that sort of thing. The phone part is just kind of, yeah, kind of deprecating away. Uh, although interestingly in Ghostbusters 2, it's only seen briefly, but uh, there is the hint of the landline phone hooking up to the proto-internet. <laughs> right. The, uh, the occult net BBS yeah. dial-up or whatever it is. Uh, Again, another thing. That that right there I don't think they'd get is they – I think uh, even millennials starting at 81 would have missed a lot of that early internet stuff. Uh, being on like what, whatever the, the Telnet service was or whatever it was that they're yeah, uh, logging I, into there. Telnet. Yeah. I remember dialing in directly to BBS. The internet was yeah. not super interconnected. I actually had to phone call one small part of it to, you know, check some messages with some people and chat a bit. It was um, – that one That one I'd put into the next category, which is obsolete. Like the, yeah. uh, the proto-internet is just meh. What else? I mean, you mentioned the dark, the the dark room in Ghostbusters too. That's one that I I yeah. come to, even though you know, obviously, dark rooms still exist because people are still shooting film and developing film and um, yeah. doing well, their own hand in hand in that, but the the camera, especially in Ghostbusters two, when we get to see Ray winding it, like yeah. or, or not Ray, uh, Peter, P- yeah, you know, photo wind, Destroy photo me. wind, yeah, yeah exactly. Um, uh, I mean, no, no, it was Ray, like, Ray in the first one. Sorry, Peter, Peter shelled out for the auto winder in the first one. <laughs> Ray, Ray had to, in the the library was the yeah. click kazunk, click, click kazunk, click, yeah, um, uh, yeah. I mean, again, yeah, the technological stuff uh, that makes sense. The um, and then I had the surprisingly persistent category, which was. Uh, because uh, you brought up on your list, I know you had uh, print, uh, which kind of print is mirrors, dead. Yeah. Mirrors hers. It, well, it's a it's a it's a it's a gag in the movie, uh, and it it goes back to Ms. Vinny's list with Omni. But in my head, I'm like, it's 2019. It didn't die. It's not doing great. But frankly, uh, yeah. I mean, it's. I think Egon was more prophetic than anything about print being dead. Uh, yeah. It changed a lot, but let's put it this way: newspapers are about to keel over, absolutely. Um, but magazines are hard, but people yeah. are still doing them. Magazines have kind of it, they're not an afterthought. Where we're going to start a magazine and it will run for umpteen years. Doing a magazine now is a lot more like doing a book. It's harder and it, it may not land. And if it doesn't land, you got to fold it up and walk away and maybe try another one another time. And it needs like, to be 75% advertising. Exactly. Wait, no. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, Mad Magazine made it to five issues. Good job, <sighs> Mad Magazine. Yeah. You, you tried your best. And frankly, I liked it. But again, speaking of anachronisms, I just, I don't think... The, that appeals to those of us that are slowly dying off, and at which point we can't spend our money anymore. Right. Whereas the kids right. are, they're watching 
well, if I'm going by my son, uh, watching all the comedies on TikTok now. So, <laughs> That's, yeah, your Mad Magazine just isn't as uh, edgy and and raw <laughs> as it was. Yeah, but anyway, yeah. So, yeah. Pr- apparently, okay, if, pr- apparently, if I can't do the scary skeleton dance, uh, <laughs> I'm just I'm too old for this world. Yep. Dad, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm going back to the list here. When I posted the article, people were, uh, you know, I was like, "You, what else are anachronisms? And somebody put, uh, besides the fact they had jobs. Uh, that was a millennial joke right there. Yeah, yeah, they were small business startup owners, uh, which doesn't happen. Yeah, <laughs> that happens. Now everybody's a small business owner. Um, Somebody did point out yours instead of texting, emailing, or using an app. They're talking yeah. about having to call. Um, I mentioned in mine, uh, I thought it, it definitely, I felt like it was an acronym was uh, Tab Cola. Oh, sure. Yeah. A couple of people, and I haven't been able to confirm this. I don't think they're right. I think, I think they're, a couple of people said, oh no, some places still have Tab Cola. I don't think they still have Tab Cola. I think they're mm. mistaking the Tab Energy drink that got licensed and made a little bit yeah. several years ago. I was going to say, because, I, and that's actually something that came up in that Cola Wars documentary that aired uh, not too long ago, that, yeah, Coca-Cola was like, no, Tab's going to become Diet Coke. Uh, we're going to exploit this and make a brand out of it. Um, but yeah, the yeah. Tab tab well they did do like a retro release i don't know it was like five years ago and i was like oh tab wait isn't that just it's just diet coke right yeah yeah but that's not that's not going to inform uh you know millennials and gen z though um somebody pointed out it 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 was a thing and this is why i think it's definitely falls into the card category uh, card catalog category uh, the card catalog category that categorizes the uh, by cards, books, and categories. Um, <laughs> tab was a big thing. Like they pointed out, it was in uh, shows up several times in Vacation, which is uh, yeah, Ramus yeah. uh, again. Interesting uh, connection. It's a Ramus film. Um, what else? Oh, Back to the Future. It's one of the running yeah, gags. Give me a tab. tab. Yeah, <laughs> give me a tab. I can't give you a tab. You haven't or anything. Yeah, despite the the Pepsi uh, uh, connections that happened yeah. later in Back to the Future, but yeah. Um, so yeah, what, what else was on, was there anything else on your here. list? Did we, ex, did we, uh, completely get through all of your list there? Or? For the most part, this is why I went back to the, um, the conversation that was on the social media there when we had it there. Um, da, 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 da. yeah. Peach brandy. We can't find that damn peach brandy anymore. Not in the bottle. You can still get pe- the peach yeah. brandy, but the bottle's long gone. <laughs> um, Somebody pointed out they thought Peter said it's mill up time. Oh, what? <laughs> well, he All thought right. milling up was the hand stack thing they did. Uh, <laughs> Again, be- this is the thing. This is through the lens of people who watched it as kids. Um, well, and yeah, I mean, it's like song lyrics that you hear things a certain way as a kid, and that's just always what you think it is. And Yeah, there was some sad ones. Some people pointed out that... Uh, uh, I think in at least one shot in one of the movies, you can see the Twin Towers. And there, oh, well, yeah. obviously, that's the skyline of New York is not that anymore. Yeah. I mean, there's actually two uh, really prominent shots. Uh, in Ghostbusters 2, I know there's a big one. Ghostbusters 2, yeah. yeah. Um, Other people hmm. pointed out things like Dana bringing home her uh, uh, groceries in paper bags. I, to be honest, like my local grocery store, 
doesn't have plastic bags. They all have yeah, paper they bags. Yeah, still do like paper bags here. Yeah. And uh, I think, I think to be honest, if it was, we, if we wanted to call it an anachronism, like say several years ago, not anymore. Like the whole thing about plastics and plastic bags, it's just gone. People are like, no, no, paper's yeah. fine. Yeah. The paper bags, uh. Paper's making a comeback. Print is not dead and paper's making a comeback. I mean, uh, her, uh. Corning wear, uh, Tupperware that's in her <laughs> fridge. Oh. That's, uh, well, yeah. they're not anachronisms because we still have cookware and <laughs> and uh, sealed <laughs> plastic storage containers. But oh, that style! That the, yeah, the that harvest, orange Tupperware and the har- harvest gold, my friend. The, yeah, the, and har- our early eighties yeah. classic harvest oh, gold. Oh my god! Yeah, but, I mean, okay, but that's not. I mean, that's just uh, an outdated style. Exactly. Uh, I had, I had, everything was hard. There was a period of time where everything for two years was harvest gold, mustard, ugly, bleh. Stove, harvest gold. The cookware, harvest gold. Your Tupperware, harvest gold. It was like, oh God, enough of the harvest gold. Enough of the harvest gold. Uh, Um, I'm trying to think of like things that in New York City, uh, Con Ed, Con Ed's still around. Yeah, Con Ed's still around. Uh, Uh, Museums have not gone away. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, no. People still know what coffee is. This is the part that's fun because if if you're like you or me or most anybody listening to this, the movie is so ingrained in your head, you just start doing the uh, the scrub, <laughs> the the virtual scrub <laughs> in your head as you that's, skip through. That's exactly what Fast forwarding an anachronism <laughs> through the, uh, yeah. Uh, um, yes, uh, it's, I think most everything we covered is a, yeah. a, pretty much that. I, I honestly, there's a few that feel like they might tip over in a little while. Like I don't see homes, like homes with radios aren't quite the same thing that they used to be. Yeah. Um, yeah, the boom boxes and things like that. But I mean, people will understand what that was for quite some time. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't. A well, lot, lot, lot of, lot of really, like you said, Laurie Antonelli and in, in references like oh, that. Yeah, that the, the, yeah, Laurie Antonelli tapes. The, those uh, are just references. References, age and date. That's not really an anachronism. But you know what? Uh, Can I throw this one out there? In, in that same scene, yep. is French bread pizza still a thing? <laughs> I don't know that I've ever had French bread pizza. To I was be gonna, like because French bread pizza was like the the yeah the frozen big thing uh, when I was a you know is that essentially eight is that a French baguette halved yeah, and yeah, covered exactly. in pizza stuff? I, mean, I think I think the equivalent now is like a, a pizza bagel or like a you know something like yeah. but I aside from Stouffer's, I don't know anybody that still makes French bread pizza to be completely honest. No. The so, thing I'm most familiar with is you go to the store and you pick up the, the garlic loaf, the French bread loaf that's already yeah. got the garlic butter in it. Yeah, exactly. You're uh, <laughs> that, that's, that's something, I don't know. That it's, might be an it's, anachronism. It's when you point. go home and make yourself a, uh, a single person portion of, <laughs> of lasagna and then try to figure out what the hell you're going to do <laughs> no with what? 18 people's worth of <laughs> garlic bread because they don't give it to you in any other oh, size. God, that's totally true. Well, <laughs> 
<laughs> so yeah, I mean, uh, things like that. I'm sure there have to be little uh, nuanced uh, minutia in there. Uh, th- so I, we want to hear from you guys. We're going to, I mean, it seems like we've kind of completed our lists here, but uh, at the same time, we want to hear from you guys because I feel like this is something we can revisit uh, from time to time. So hit uh, hit the voicemails. If there's something that we didn't mention here that stands out like a sore thumb to you, or maybe something that you think is maybe a point of, of discussion topic, uh, we, we want to hear from you guys because I, I, this is actually quite a bit of fun. We always talk about Ghostbusters being a timeless movie and then you realize all these little things and, uh, okay, maybe it is kind of of its time. <laughs> Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Go, 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 stoppers. I'm sorry, we'll do it again. We want to hear from you. Leave us a voicemail on our calling line at 470-242-4742. That's 4702-GBHQIC. We also have a Facebook page. You do? And Twitter accounts. Prince is dead. No kidding. Just give me the address. Search Facebook for... The Ghostbusters! Interdimensional Crossroads. On Twitter, look for Troy at Ghostbusters HQ and Chris at Proton Charger. I just want to get back close again. What the hell are you doing? If you like what you hear, please take a moment to give us a review on iTunes. Be sure to recommend us to your friends. That makes good sense. Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professional. Once again, our call-in line is 4702-GBHQIC. That ought to do it. Thanks very much, Ray. Hey, Mr. Stewart. Hi. We're coming to the end of our show. Uh, and it, it feels good. It feels good that this was sort of like a more the traditional show. Like the show that we were starting to say is like, oh, man, this is just such a grind. Like we're just doing the news shows over and over and over <laughs> and over. And that was like the first news show we've had in a while. And it kind of is refreshing. It's like yeah. putting on an old pair of shoes. But, All things uh, in moderation. Yeah, all things in moderation. Uh, I do want to give a shout out to all the people that are sending us awesome stuff from the um, Halloween Horror Nights uh, photos and videos, mm-hmm. and uh, we did we solicited you all for your voicemails. And if you are hitting up that maze, if you're going and visiting uh, either Orlando or Hollywood, uh, still please uh, call the voicemail, tell us about your experiences because we're going to compile all those and put those together. But uh, um, that's that's a lot of fun to see and uh, also somebody pointed out why is Ghostbusters not in any of the advertising with some of the R-rated uh, horror movies and I was like oh that's interesting it's probably a contractual thing maybe it's a standards and practices thing I don't know I, Whoa. hang on what do you mean what, what? so uh, if you if you look at all of the uh, mazes that they have they have right. you know Stranger Things uh, and Ghostbusters, they're putting in, in billboards together, but they're not putting House of a Thousand Corpses in with right. Ghostbusters. Uh, which, to me, just makes a whole lot of sense because, you know, Ghostbusters, again, for the same reasons they don't smoke in Ghostbusters 2, kind of yeah. geared toward a more generalized, younger audience. Uh, but uh, Yeah, Mr. Stay Puffed and, and Chop Top. Don't really go together. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, leather, <laughs> leather face, and even there's a. If if you watch Freeform, they've got their 31 nights of, of Halloween uh, promos that they're airing, and they go from a, a cut of the original Scream uh, of Drew Barrymore screaming, and then the ghost face saying, "Do you like scary movies?" And then they cut to the Ghostbusters firing their proton packs, and you go, "Oh, that's kind of that's weird." That just doesn't <laughs> like for for a younger audience. Like I don't know that Scream is 
appropriate. Ghostbusters is kind of appropriate, but yeah, so I, I don't know. Uh, somebody brought that up on our Twitter account as, as a potential, I think it was Liver Stealer maybe, but uh, as, a, as a potential discussion topic to which I don't know how we can answer that. But, it's, it, uh, it does feel like a, a contractual thing. Yeah, like, yeah. We everything has a brand. Don't mess with our brand. Uh, don't put uh, Freddy Krueger and Jason uh, in with the Ghostbusters because those are R-rated films. But um, I'm yeah. sure there was a point in there where he said, "And look, we all know that somebody is going to think it feels natural, but you cannot put Ghostbusters with killer clowns from outer space." <laughs> <laughs> Although, interestingly, that was exactly the premise of an episode of well, Extreme and, Ghostbusters. And also what they did at the Ghostbusters <laughs> Spooktacular is they used their yeah. killer clowns from outer space mold uh, for one of the ghosts. But yeah, um, well. so, uh, so anyway, what, uh, what you got in terms of, of final thoughts? Uh, cleaning up the town. Oh, right. I'm bringing this up again because it's actually getting exciting now. Uh, a couple people... Um, there's a few people that worked on Ghostbusters and all that 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 float around, you know, Facebook, and you can friend them and follow them. And uh, a couple of them who were probably interviewed in the documentary and were keeping in touch uh, sent some. We heard things have been locked. Congratulations! And the Buenos have uh, sent back their thank you, thank you. So it sounds like for sure everything is locked. Uh, and more to the point, it sounds like. Uh, I'm yeah. I mean, last I heard, unless something changes, it's it's uh, my understanding is that the Buenos will be coming to the Calgary Underground Film Fest screening. Oh, nice! Oh, October seventh. Oh, that's uh, good. Because, and this is the other thing, I was able to get a ninety-nine point nine percent okie dokie uh, confirmation on was this is uh, it will be the Canadian premiere, quite possibly the North American premiere of cleaning up the town. Uh, and that would make sense because I haven't seen scheduled screenings besides that one as of yet yeah yes exactly well you know throwback to uh to fan fest there should have been the north american premiere right. but you know that didn't work uh, out for bad reasons. circumstances yeah here's the I, thing the calgary underground film festival uh said uh we could prize out some tickets oh hey now, now here's the thing the tickets are like only prizes. really useful if you're within driving distance uh, uh <laughs> well, reasonable true. whatever that is to you driving distance and i say whatever that is to you because you know if you're in edmonton uh possibly the interior of bc <laughs> i don't i don't know uh but if you think you, you're going to be in Calgary or can get yourself to Calgary for that, the, the tickets are available. What I thought might be cool, because I really want this screening, obviously, to be full and exciting and uh, a big deal for the Buenos. This will be one of the earliest screenings they've had. with a, yeah, so, of the full film. Yeah. Uh, if I, I, I think I, uh, if you want to shout out uh, to us on, I'll, we'll mention it on our social medias. Uh, and if you want to basically, uh, we'll, what we'll do is we'll be shouting out the screening. If you, uh, forward it around, we'll, 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 uh, we can, uh, give you, give it a draw. Uh, same with, uh, you know, Twitter and all that. If you want to share it around, uh, if, and you can go either one away. You can either retweet it, for example, or, or share it on Facebook and say, I want to go, meaning, you can actually use the tickets. That's great. Or alternately, you can share and retweet it, maybe even uh, pointing out uh, to some of your friends that you know. Uh, if you can't, they might be able to. That sort of thing. In, uh, in that instance, um, if it happens to draw that way, 
Uh, well, here's the thing. If you can use the tickets yourself, uh, you get the tickets, and I think we can probably uh, 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 put together some Ghostbuster swag, maybe some uh, patches, particular patches, wink, wink. Uh, and if you can't use them but uh, know somebody who can, same deal. They'll get the tickets, and you will get the the, the, the Ghostbuster swag. Sweeten the deal. I like it. That, that way, everybody who can't necessarily go see it themselves and will have to wait for another time, I'm hoping you will feel uh, compelled to play along because, like I said, it's all about getting the word out now. These guys, yeah. Anthony and Claire, they've been and uh, everybody who came on board after uh, you were helping out at, at points. Yeah, um, Derek Osborne. Derek and, Osborne. Yeah. Uh, the other Anthony. Anthony, too. Who did all the graphics work and stuff like that. Uh, the musicians that I can't remember. Uh, that's, oh God. I mean, even for, for people like yourself who came in later, that's gotta be like a five or six year count now, right? Like, yeah, I mean, it's been long, long in the making. So, um, I lived in a whole other neighborhood and, (laughs) and the 2016 movie hadn't come out yet when, when we were kickstarting it. So Uh, yeah, I've paid off that credit card that I, uh, kickstarted it with, uh, long ago, long ago. So (laughs) I think, like I said, it's, uh, and I think. For the people who made it, it's important that it's a big deal. And for us as fans, yeah. this is, we talked about this before. This, the, and this is where my final thought comes in. The contest is just a, is a, a bonus. Uh, I'm actually thinking I may quickly record something at the end that you can tack onto the front saying, please listen to the end because we got a contest. Uh, but uh, for those of us who are fans, we talked about this before. This documentary and it's not just that I'm biased and you know uh, and it's not that I've got to talk to Anthony and Claire over the years and stuff like that and watch them make it it's not that I'm just a Ghostbusters fan but uh, I have all that bias too but that bias aside this is actually really unique in the world of documentaries like historical archival making of behind the scenes documentaries uh, for movies, either the official ones and the featurettes made, you know, by the filmmakers themselves or the people who came in and did stuff later, man, the, these are, well, these are high watermark, like the, 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 the cleaning up the town alone. And the fact that they, they managed to, to, to make the second one, uh, that's going to come out after at some point, hopefully we'll get some information on that soon. Like, I believe from that point on people in other fandoms that want a similar documentary for their fandom are going to have to look at cleaning up at the town and go, holy crap. Like I, I, I actually worry to a degree that other fandoms may stop making documentaries about their, their fandom for a while, because (laughs) I don't know how you look at, what was it? 80 plus interviews. Like we're talking hundreds of hours of interviews. I don't know that how you look at that. Like, I don't know how you see that, oh, they made a documentary and Harold Ramis is in it. Like, I don't know how you look at all the people they managed to get and and then say to yourself, well, I can do that. Like, <laughs> I think. Yeah, it's, it's like the, the Howard the Doc uh, guys that are like, well, I don't think we're going to get George Lucas. Well, who else are you going to get? You got to get everybody. Um, yeah. yeah, right. But, like, I mean, literally at the end of the day, short of people who had passed before, John DeCur and stuff like that. Uh, and people that are in the uh, um, uh, f- <laughs> fair game uh, hermit uh, category, Bill Murray and, Bill Murray and, and Rick, Rick Moranis, Rick Moranis yeah. they got everybody else. Like it's yeah. just, and it is, it, it is, man, I'm just really looking forward to this. So, um, yeah, 
please, when we post this stuff, when you hear this on the Monday, when it drops on the Monday and later in the week, when if you listen to it later, when you hear me now talking about this, find moments later on today, check in on the Twitter, check in on the Facebook, uh, and when we talk about that, that contest. And like I say, pretty straightforward. If you think you can use the tickets, uh, great. Uh, shout it around and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll enter you in there to get some tickets and some sweet uh, swag from us. And if you can't use the tickets, do it anyways, because, uh, you know, we'll find some, uh, if you can think of somebody, they'll get the tickets. If you can't, we'll, you know, maybe we'll work with the Calgary Underground Film Festival to, you know, have, uh, you know, find, find <laughs> we'll put them, we'll put them at the, at the will call and, you know. <laughs> When they sell out and some people show up, are we sold out? They'll go, here you go, free ticket. I don't know. We'll find some way to use the ticket. But you will also get uh, some of that free Ghostbusters swag. Yeah, nice. All right, well, so uh, keep an eye out there for that post and uh, make sure that you uh, reciprocate that so that you can be entered in the contest to win because Chris has been generous enough to give those uh, tickets out to everybody. But, uh, yeah, keep, keep an eye on social media. And until you see that post and until we talk to you next week, see you on the other side. Who you gonna call? Thanks for joining the Ghostbusters Interdimensional CrossRip. Visit us at ProtonCharging.com, GhostbustersHQ.net, and StillPlayingWithToys.net. That used to be one of my two favorite shows. Everything you're doing is bad. I just want to let you know that. We'd like to get a sample of your brain tissue. Oh. Next week, though, Careless Pets. We're so